Thank you for joining us for today's podcast. My name is Taekwon Gilbert. I am the education coordinator at Prima and the moderator for today's podcast. The Where Are They Now podcast series was created to provide past Prima annual conference scholarship winners with the opportunity to give insight into their annual conference experience, as well as to share their risk management journey since attending the conference. On this podcast, 2018 annual conference scholarship recipient Carl Amrit shares lessons learned and best practices for new risk managers. Thank you for joining us for this podcast, Carl. Thank you for having me. Very welcome. So to start, how do you utilize enterprise risk management within your current line of work? That's a great question. So first, you know, enterprise risk management is embedded in different areas in my work. And I think first and most fundamental, I use ERM when thinking about strategy for my team working in D.C. government. We're a new program, so we've been building our programmatic structure and our framework to focus on violence prevention within the District of Columbia. And so our team thinks about risk for our specific program in a multidisciplinary holistic sense, which I think is related to ERM and its approach around thinking about all the different threats and risks that can affect an enterprise. And then the other part of it, how ERM influences our work, is through direct service delivery to the residents of the District of Columbia. And we do that by looking at different types of risk, which I know you can appreciate in ERM, you know, you're looking at the different financial, reputational, situational, environmental risks, and so many others that are affecting the organization. We do the same here in the District of Columbia in our threat assessment and management program. When we're building a threat profile for individuals or groups, we consider a variety of risks that are similar to ERM, but specific to individuals. So we're thinking about risk factors such as substance use, bullying, past trauma, as well as protective factors, because risks, as you know, are also good. They're not only bad. And so we look at protective factors such as family support structures, friends, is a person utilizing counseling? What's their housing or employment conditions? So to answer your question, ERM is embedded and woven into a variety of aspects in my line of work and something that is a basis for understanding threat assessment and management here in the district. So what is one takeaway from the Prima annual conference that you carry with you? There's so many takeaways, and really, I applaud you and your team for such a fantastic conference I was able to participate in a couple years ago. And I think, you know, one thing I think about a lot is what is the cost of an incident? And working in a homeland security and emergency management agency for a large city, we think about that often. What is the impact and probability of that impact and severity onto our communities? Or what is the financial impact? What is societal impact? What's the impact on individual persons? I remember back in the Prima Annual Conference, and this is actually subsequent to the conference, I wrote an article reflecting on my experience about this. And the one uh, case and presentation I, I mentioned was from a presentation from the Palm Beach County School District. And, and I'll full, full transparency, I'm a, a former product of Palm Beach County Schools. I attended there for elementary, middle, and high school. And it was just by coincidence that Palm Beach County School District was also president of the, uh, the Prima Annual Conference. Fast forward five or so years later, I'm now working with the school district, the public schools and charter schools and, and private schools here in the District of Columbia to think about the cost of an incident impacting the schools here in the district. 
right? And so I have the privilege of working with their risk managers, their emergency emergency managers, as well as law enforcement officials to think about when an event happens, what is their response? How do you minimize the impact on an individual on the surrounding community? You know, for Palm Beach County from that, from the premier annual conference, they were speaking about the cost of a potential loss of life and how do you ensure your school district and institutions to ensure that you have appropriate funding and resources available for psychological, dental, medical costs, just continuity costs to your district. That's something that I'm thinking about now in my line of work and something that I've thought about previously working in public policy is that how do we ensure that the impacts of a policy or program are not adverse? And if they're adverse, what is the cost and how do we buy down that cost to ensure that your organization, your state entity is able to fulfill its mission and service to the American public? How have you taken advantage of the tools and resources available through Prima? Prima is an amazing resource in in so many regards. First, I'll say Prima does a really great job at curating specific information around public risk management. And so, one, I would say weekly and daily, I subscribe to the Prima listserv. So I receive emails around risk management resources and webinars that your team puts on as well as other program highlights that are happening across the country. So that keeps me in the know to figure out what are the best practices that exist in this space and how I can take advantage of that. So first and foremost, I think information sharing is really one added benefit and value from Prima. In addition to that, I had the privilege to participate ERM training that was hosted by Prima on ISO 31000, which is the international standard for enterprise risk management a few years ago. But from that training that I really learned the foundation of ERM, enterprise risk management, and how to apply that in an organizational context with fidelity, as well as learning the language of how to identify risk and how to share that language with others in your organization so they're able to do the work of risk management and to ensure your organization is able to deliver on its mission. And so um, I would say with the training and the daily listers have been two great resources that Primo is able to afford me and that I've benefited from greatly. So now, what is one best practice new public risk managers should consider when entering in the field? Yeah, thanks for that question. I think One best practice new public risk managers should consider when entering the field and something that I think about often in my current line of work is how do you develop your own risk awareness about the risk that can potentially impact your organization? And second, how do you develop risk awareness for your colleagues within your organization? And I think the best way to describe it is how do you build a culture of risk awareness, a risk culture, a risk sensitivity for risks that are impacting your organization? Because, you know, quite frankly, you're only one person in an organization as a public risk manager. And for one person to be solely responsible, solely responsible for all the different risks that are impacting your entity, that's a tall order. And that's truly not something that you can fully do just because you're going to be pulled in every direction. And so... One thing and best practice that I would recommend is how do you foster a culture that's risk-aware and how do you get others to participate in that culture in a way that supports your program or office's charter? 
And you could do that through a variety of mechanisms, through a training program, having brown bag luncheons, and inviting your colleagues to participate in a brown bag to learn about your program and to figure out where the intersection points of which your colleagues and your program come together. I really can't impress upon listeners enough that really finding those points of engagement and how you can foster a dialogue between others in your organization is truly imperative for public risk management because it really creates a force multiplier for your office, right? Having others in the organization that are risk aware and that know what to do with that information when they identify their uh, risk in their day-to-day. And also the other side of it, knowing that there's not going to be repercussions for them to take responsibility for those actions, right? If they notice a particular program policy or a transaction isn't occurring the way it's supposed to, they should feel the security and trust to you and your office and program that when they report that they won't be they won't face repercussions, but in fact, it's a part of a larger initiative and effort to ensure the organization is protected. That all goes back to developing your own risk awareness and the risk awareness of others in your organization. Finally, what is one lesson learned you experienced since entering the field? Well, you know, my time in the field is is still very uh, new, uh, a few years in, but I think the one thing that comes to mind is that you're going to have to face a series of trade-offs in your job. And these trade-offs can be from thinking about how do you prioritize um, one program over the other? How do you link your executives, your leaders' decisions with outcomes that you have to communicate out to your uh, partner offices and programs? And so I think that lesson learned of that you will have to make trade-offs and tough decisions and that you will have to be at the point that implementing them and to communicate those decisions is something that you have to do with grace and something that you have to spend time working at because not every decision or outcome will play out the way that you want or the way that your stakeholders and the people that you're serving will want either, but you still have to get behind. And so you're going to have to figure out how do you do that in a way that maintains your integrity and trust with your communities, all the while that it advances the direction and priorities of your leadership in your organization. Thank you again for tuning in to Prima's Where Are They Now podcast series. Should you have any questions regarding this podcast, or any podcast in this series, please email education at primacentral.org. To learn more about Prima's educational resources, please visit primacentral.org.